Welcome to Bon Voyage, a travel podcast. This is a new podcast with a mission to talk about travel, especially how to do it safely, what things you should take into consideration to protect yourself, and what we've learned as travel agents, especially during this very uncertain time. Your hosts this week are Terry Dean. She's the owner and travel consultant for The Wishing Well in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Terry has more than 45 years of experience in the travel industry, You've been able to catch her weekly on early mornings on WSVA talking about great travel deals. And I'm Paul Helmuth. I have 10 years as a travel consultant and 30 years in emergency services. This week, we're going to talk about travel insurance and traveling during a pandemic. Hello, Terry. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Paul? I am wonderful. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, as you said, I have over 45 years experience in the travel industry and had the great fortune of working for offices of American Express Carlson headquarters in Minneapolis and uh, where I worked in franchise development. I was the marketing director and public information officer for the Charlottesville Albemarle Airport for a period. And so my career has really brought me full circle. This week, we're going to talk about really how to protect yourself with travel and, you know, with the pandemic. A lot has changed in the travel industry. And, you know, we have seen trips that, you know, Trips get canceled all the time before this. Correct. Have you ever seen trips canceled in mass like this? I've never seen anything like this in my life, let alone my career. And so this is this is something very new for the travel industry. What have you seen really in the last three to four months that it has occurred? Well, the interesting thing that I've seen is that people now are starting to question whether or not they need trip protection insurance at all. And I'll tell you why. It's because the airlines have waived their cancellation penalties. Tour operators and cruise lines waived their penalties. And so people at this point are sitting back going, well, do I really need this insurance? And my answer to that question is, like never before. Prior to this, I will tell you personally, when I would travel... And, and for those of you who don't know, I'm a very big Disney fan, and I would go to Walt Disney World every year. If I would fly down to Walt Disney World, rarely would I get trip insurance. If I did a cruise, I would often get trip insurance. Um, and I would often generally get it through the cruise line that I was doing it through. And the reason for that, one is because of my job and my profession, I often travel during hurricane season, both land and sea. And so I didn't do the trip insurance protection for the land portion because I knew most everything that I was going to do was either able to be canceled, rerouted, or something other than that. And so I didn't feel sure. like I had that issue with it. And I did have some protection through my credit cards Absolutely. when it comes to traveling. Um, I'm glad when, you brought that up. When it comes to cruise lines, when I'm cruising during hurricane season, things can be a little more questionable about where you're at, what happens, and all of that. There could be a delay on my airline end that delays me getting to the boat, and I don't have the option of just turning around and driving to go meet it or whatever and, and, and all of that. And so that, that made it a little more complicated, and I would get insurance. Prior to the pandemic, what was your opinion on insurance? Everybody needed it. Everybody should have it. I saw in my 40-year career so many hiccups that would occur after somebody booked a trip that would be a complete surprise. They didn't see that coming. Unlike what we have here with this pandemic right now, 
people have become alarmed about that, of course, and they think about insurance now. But before, people had a laissez-faire approach to taking insurance. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But I've seen young people stricken with appendicitis who had to be flown out of their destination where they were doing a spring break getaway and had to be airlifted out of an island to get back to Miami for emergency surgery. Who sees that coming? But that's why trip protection insurance is so vitally important. It covers you for the unexpected. And the term is often repatriation when you're in a foreign country and have to come back. We're talking about costs for those medevac airplanes to come in, tens of thousands of dollars. You may have medical insurance that may cover a portion of it, maybe, or it may not, depending on, on how your insurance looks at it. So that trip protection really helps cover that. Plus, you have to remember... Um, almost every medical facility is out of network. So those are a little more expensive than if they're in network. You're dealing with a uh, foreign healthcare provider, and that foreign provider may not deal with your insurance at all. That's absolutely right. Where your trip protection may, may cover some of those expenses. And so when you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars of expenses, that one, 75, 100, 150, $200 trip insurance is really just a small drop in the bucket compared to what you could have. Absolutely. That was what you recommended before the pandemic. Now that we have a pandemic and we've seen mass cancellations, do you still recommend trip insurance? I do because the insurance uh, terms and conditions as we once knew them are being rewritten. And many of them are being rewritten to cover and qualify people for unforeseeable events like pandemics. Uh, The best insurance companies are doing that. And so, you know, we have a list of those best insurance companies here and participate with them most of the time. So yes, it's still going to cover that. It's still going to cover things like you said, trip interruption, trip delay, lost baggage, injury, jury duty, all the other things that you still do have to deal with, along with a pandemic, yes, it's going to still cover those things as well. And I will tell you, in preparing for today's show, I read several trip insurance policies. A lot of these beforehand were often boilerplate. And so you knew the generalization of most of them. I probably, other than once or twice, have never sat down and read the 37 pages of these documents. No kidding. But but you really need to. Good bedtime reading. And I will tell you, (laughs) Something that I, I have changed in the last couple of weeks related to this is looking at it. And for an example, trip insurance will protect you if you get called in for jury duty, mm-hmm. except if you're a police officer. No kidding. If you're a police officer and you get subpoenaed to court, not jury duty, or if you are not a police officer and you get subpoenaed to court, it will protect you. If you're a police officer, it does not protect you, depending on your insurance. So you need to look at what am I protected based on all of the functions that I may do. And I'm guessing the reason for that is that um, police officers are subpoenaed all the time. I mean, every two weeks, they'll they'll have subpoenas to go to court. So when you read through it, and it talks about essential staff, and it talks about the fact that it will protect firefighters and police officers if they get called back into work during a nation, uh, national disaster. Mm-hmm. It says it'll you know cover them for a lot of things, but it specifically in the one that I read said that it excluded police officers who were called into their normal court based on their normal everyday function. 
And so that's that's important to know to know you know where is where is that protection or not. The other thing that we talked about is most often I would always recommend buying the insurance through the vendor, and the only reason is is it's often easier to deal with that vendor. You know, and, I did too, Paul, until recently. And and I will tell you, you I'm going to have you tell a story about a, a, an issue you had, and then I'm going to counter it a little bit based on a plan that I have read yesterday that that isn't the same as the one you said. What issue did you run into linked to a vendor's insurance plan? So like you, um, to ease the purchase of trip protection insurance, you can roll that into the package that you're buying and or cruise line. Instance that I had during COVID-19 was that we had a tour operator who represented um, and was a great representative, I thought, of the uh, location that they served, uh, the locality that they served. They did a great job, always recommended people to them. And they offered trip protection insurance as an umbrella over everything that they offered and, and covered everything. So my clients, several of them that I had traveling uh, to their destination over COVID-19, had all taken the insurance, and as it was unfortunate for this tour operator, they did not withstand the economic downturn that COVID cost them. My clients decided to take a future tour credit with them, which meant they had their money on reserve for the next time they wanted to take the trip. The tour operator filed Chapter 7 bankruptcy. I immediately called the insurance company and they said, oh, you bought this insurance directly through the tour operator for which it's covering. Therefore, the part in our insurance that said it covers for bankruptcy or Chapter 7 filing by a tour operator, your clients are not covered. And it's interesting because after we had that conversation, I went back specifically to another tour operator and read through their insurance policy. And luckily, their insurance policy does not mention that piece to it. So I think that goes back to the importance of making sure both as travel agents and as travelers that you read through. I agree. Even if it's 38 pages, 47 pages, or how many ever pages pages that policy is, what their policy is for either that provider or a third-party provider as to what that insurance actually says, mm-hmm. because that makes a difference. Now, you know, we, we want to sit here and say that you've been doing this 45 years, and I don't think you've ever seen the number of providers struggling financially as they are right now. And we would hope we wouldn't see providers going bankrupt like this. But right now, when we're talking about airlines struggling. Absolutely. When we're talking about, you know, corporations as Take Disney, for instance. Disney is shut down Disneyland for an undetermined amount of time. Exactly. You know, they're losing money, millions and millions and millions of dollars a day. Mm -hmm. You don't know for them what that cutoff is. And and so, you know, that's the, the uncertainty about traveling right now is you don't know if that provider will be there. Right. I know uh, there's a there's a, a well-known provider in the Orlando area that does trips from Orlando out to Cape Canaveral. And I've used them several times. They were very easy to use. Part of my concern is, are they going to survive mm-hmm. this um, 
pandemic because they've been closed. And how for many months. businesses do you know that could That's right. survive an entire calendar year right. with absolutely zero revenue? Not too many. So it does give me pause for people who have future travel credits out there. Will they be using them with a tour operator or a cruise line that's still viable in 2021? We hope so. But the good news is trip protection insurance is there for you in times of peril. And I think it's still a very good purchase. As a matter of fact, you said, and I think this is great point that you made, is that your credit card companies in many cases will offer that trip protection for you for free. So it's really a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you just go ahead and sign up for that and let your credit card company know that you're taking this trip? The other thing that I think is valid to talk about is, in many cases, tour operators, cruise lines were offering a cancel-for-any-reason type of insurance. That's a very exclusive type product now, and one that as the new writing comes out and trip protection insurance companies are rewriting their terms and conditions, this is going to be an add-on, and it has started to be already. In many cases, the cancel for any reason inclusion has to be purchased within 24 hours to 14 days after your first deposit is made. They don't give you a whole lot of time to think about it. And it can add as much as 40% more to the premium that you're already paying for just standard trip protection insurance. But it can be well worth its weight. Reason being, with the COVID, many of my clients came to me as this was unveiling and said, I'm just worried. I'm uneasy. I really don't think I want to go. Trip protection insurance won't cover you because you're afraid. It will not. However, if you have purchased a cancel for any reason type of insurance, you don't have to tell anybody why you don't want to go. You just say, I don't want to go. I want to file a claim. I want my money back. But in many cases, it's the fine print still that you need to read in order to know, do I need to purchase that in addition to the standard insurance that I already have? And I'm sitting here thinking right now, why in the world would anybody, and Paul, you and I have a minimum at this table of 50 years experience in this industry, why anybody today would try to book a tour or a cruise on their own where there are a significant amount of terms and conditions on just that product alone that you have to know and be aware of. Plus, you have to couple that now with what insurance do I buy, who do I buy it from, what am I covered for, and do I need a cancel for any reason clause in my insurance, or do I need to purchase that separately? Well, and I think that's the key. And if you talk to almost any travel agent, they'll tell you it's better to buy your trip through a travel agent than do it yourself. And there's a reason for that. And it's, it's yes, it's semi-self-serving, but it's not completely self-serving. One is I will tell you when it comes to travel, if you go out on your own and go through one of those numerous third-party sites that allows you to bundle portions of trips together for a, an extremely reasonable price. And I will tell you, sometimes it's hard to beat some of those prices. And you can do it on your own. But the problem is, if you come back with questions, there's no one to answer your question for you. No, there's not. Number two is they're not going to help you find all those ins and outs. And I know there are a ton of hobbyists, I'll call them hobbyist travel planners, who 
have always planned their own trips, and that is great. They may have some phenomenal knowledge, and I actually have several clients of my own that, for the most part, I don't have to do a lot for them because they're that good. Mm -hmm. But they still purchase through me because they don't want to sit on hold for three hours with a vendor if they need to. Number two is they want someone who will help walk them through what do I need to do if something goes wrong. Yep. Because as long as everything goes smoothly, everything's easy. The point something goes bad, everything becomes a lot harder. And I will tell you, I have 10 years of experience, and there's a lot of things... I still have to do a little bit of research, ask some other people who have more experience than I do, because there are always better ways of doing things. But you know what? When you are have the option of doing it by yourself or with someone who may have resources available to help through all of that, I would much rather do it that a good business model is always hire people who are smarter than you. Absolutely. And, and I believe that. And it's the same with the trip. Give me a little time and I will find you the best answer. Exactly. And Alexa is not always your best source. <laughs> no, I can Ale- tell you that. Um, but, you know, I think people will see some pleasant surprises as they begin to look forward. Uh, and we look at the forecast of what travel booking situations might be like. American, Delta, JetBlue, and United, they're all relaxing some of their cancellation and change policies without fees to flights that are booked before June 30th. So you can look forward to that. Airbnbs are doing the same thing. And when it comes to lodging, most hotels even uh, have flexible policies that allow stays to be canceled. But don't let that deter you away from purchase of protection. And I say this to folks who often approach me for travel arrangements, Paul, I am trained travel and certified travel agent and consultant. I am not an insurance agent. I have done my due diligence to read, in many cases, word for word, what terms and conditions and what insurance provisions say before I sell them to my clients, but I'm not the last word. Guess who is? The customer. The customer still, in all cases, makes the decision. We point them to something, but it's ultimately the client's purchase decision. That's theirs. It remains theirs, and it always should be. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with more on Bon Voyage, the podcast. The joy of planning the trip of a lifetime, the beauty in the expression of a bride who sees her bouquet for the first time, and the wonder of a milestone celebration marking 80 perfect years of life. These are but a thimbleful of the endless array of services awaiting you at the Wishing Well. If we've learned nothing from our time apart, let it be a complete appreciation of the rest of our lives together, building and living our dreams out loud. The Wishing Well is your one source headquarters for travel planning, event design and execution, and award-winning floral designs that deliver the perfect sentiment every time. Don't wait to celebrate life's special moments, a luxury we've missed for far too long. There's never a better time than the present to do all the things that bring the most pleasure to life. Life is for living, for giving, and for making memories. Isn't it about time you had your wishes granted? Visit us at thewishingwell.biz. Welcome back to Bon Voyage, the travel podcast, where this week we're talking about travel insurance. There are a lot of different options out there. And of course, I'm sure every travel agency has their own third party on top of the vendors that they recommend. 
Do you have a list of something that you recommend for people? I do. And actually, according to money.com, which is where you can find this, listed alphabetically, um, these insurance insurers are listed that are the most credible. They cover the most. They have the most flexibility in their policies. Uh, prepaid and non-refundable costs can be covered through them. Again, though, you have to do your due diligence and read the terms and conditions, even of what they're covering. But I can list those for you. And the first one, again, in alphabetical order, is AXA Assistance USA, their platinum plan. Uh, you have to purchase this at least 14 days after your trip payment, your first trip payment, and they'll cover up to 75% of your cost. John Hancock Insurance Agency, same terms and conditions. AIG Travel Guard, their gold and platinum plans only have to be purchased 15 days after your first trip payment, and they'll cover up to 50% of all of your costs. And finally, Travel Insured International, this is their worldwide trip protection plan. They'll allow you to purchase up to 21 days after your first trip payment, and they'll cover up to 75% of trip costs. These are new types of inclusions and what these insurance companies are going to cover. But they are, in fact, also the most flexible. And while we're talking about some of the best insurances, let me tell you what Wallet Hub had to say about the best insurances that accompany credit cards for just a minute. The Chase Sapphire Reserve, that is their top credit card for travel rewards, and it offers up to $20,000 in cancellation and interruption insurance for the cardholder and their immediate family members, which is a huge bonus. And then Bank of America Premium Rewards Card offers $5,000 in cancellation and can also cover emergency evacuation and transportation and the repatriation that you talked about before. So those are some really good uh, cards to consider. And just remember, if you pay for any portion of your travel experience with one of those cards, you, in many cases, are automatically covered. So we're talking about trip insurance. Is it safe for me to travel? Uh, that's a great question. And unfortunately, as I said on the radio program this morning, Paul, that's the answer to that is something that I'm kind of tired of saying. I, I really don't know. And, and after 45 years of experience in this industry, saying to people, I really don't know, feels kind of uh, anticlimactic. That's not what they're looking for from me. But the answer is there are new hot spots growing all over the place as we begin to open up and as we go into phase three at different parts in our country that weren't a hot spot two weeks ago that today you don't want to go there. For international travel, if you're here in the U.S., the CDC currently has, a, as of today right now, a level three advisory um, related to COVID-19, which means that they ask you to avoid all non-essential travel internationally outside the U.S. I can tell you in watching this, I had read a tweet that a travel watcher had put out about the Caribbean, about, hey, we're starting to see some islands and some of these travel destinations getting lower cases, and, and we think you know they're going to be able to open up soon. And I bet you within a few days, all of a sudden I've seen oh, we now have hotspots in all of these locations. Mm -hmm. Or 
in the route to get to those destinations, the airports you have to go to are hotspots. Exactly. So it's not just the destination, but how are you getting there that can be an issue. In my full-time job, and I'm asked all the time by employees, I'm tired, I want to go on vacation, where's the hotspots? And I always have to say I can't answer that question straight out. They keep changing. Be- because they keep changing. Mm-hmm. Um, the recommendations that I have always said is, one, go to the CDC's website for international travel to see what their recommendation is. Just like I would recommend someone go to the State Department's website for safety and security of travel mm-hmm. because they list, you know, what countries are safe based on being a U.S. citizen. Is it safe to travel to? And when you're traveling domestically, you really need to go to the local health department's website and see or contact them and ask, you know, are you a hotspot? You know, do you have recommendations for people who are traveling to your location? Because currently we're seeing widespread outbreaks in the South and the West right here in the U.S. And we have places in the world that won't let U.S. citizens in. That's correct. Like the EU. Europe just announced that, um, that, that even though they are opening their borders, U.S. citizens will not be allowed. And, and it doesn't matter if you are from a state in the U.S. that has, you know, continuing decreasing cases. Right now, you can't go to those places. Right. Um, and so it's one of those things where, you know, we uh, as travel agents and we as consumers of travel really need to look at, you know, what is it safe to do? Now, can people travel safely? Sure. And if you go to the CDC's website, it'll talk about actually airline travel. And it talks about the fact with airplanes, airplanes in and amongst themselves are actually fairly safe to travel in because the air is filtered through HEPA filters on almost all airlines. The biggest concern is the people who are sitting around you. Correct. And so, you know, if you wear a mask while you're on the airplane, and, and I know you know, some people are completely anti-mask and some people want to wear masks all the time. If you're sitting on that airplane and you're around people who aren't within your group, a mask may be beneficial. But they talk about the fact that the airplane itself is maybe safe, but you have to get through the airport. And can you move through that airport safely? It talks about buses and trains. And I think we are still having to watch that industry and how they're going to handle dealing with a lot of people in close proximity. Here at the Wishing Well, we were known for some phenomenal bus tours. And the issue is, can you stick 52 people on a bus that aren't family members in close proximity? Can you or should you? That's right. Right. And and so those are things that, you know, we're still waiting to see how that all resolves. I think you can travel to places. You can go up into a cabin in the middle of nowhere and Absolutely. be safe. You can you can go to a beach, to a hotel room, stay in the hotel room and be safe. You could go to the beach and be safe depending on how you're getting around and what you're doing. There are ways of traveling and going on vacation and getting away and being safe. Mm-hmm. It's just making sure that you're aware. How do I do it? Where can I go? What is it like where I'm going? And when I'm there, what do I need to be aware of? Exactly. And we're going to see some new trends start to really emerge because of COVID-19. And in many cases, that's a good thing. I think the industry had gotten a bit stale. Uh, It was cruise, cruise, cruise. And, you know, the regular travel packages people were looking at. Now they're looking at things like glamping, wellness-type vacations, they're looking at family-specific type destinations where they can take more than just two a couple, um, which I think is pretty exciting because that opens up a lot of new 
opportunities for places to be seen and to grow their own tourism. The United States is going to be an extensively traveled destination this year, and perhaps even train travel, because you can socially distance inside a train. And that's one type of transportation that you can, where many other types you cannot. Well, Terry, we are coming to the end of the show for this week. How can people contact you if they need help planning their vacation? I'm so glad you asked. They can find us at the Wishing Well. We are located at 243 Neff Avenue inside the Valley Center in Harrisonburg, Virginia. They can phone us at 540-908-2333. Find us on the web at thewishingwell.biz. Terry, I want to thank you for spending time with me this week. If you want to email Terry, she's at info at thewishingwell.biz. You can also email me. I'm paul at thewishingwell.biz. Thank you for joining us. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, bon voyage.